This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, I won't be afraid. No, I won't be afraid. When I go home late at night, this is a song that I really like to sing right now, so I'll play it for you. It's uh, called My Old Man. When you first meet him and you see him stripped and you see him training, his, his physical condition at 36 is fantastic and he's exactly what we're looking for welcome to the my old man said podcast i'm david michael the editor of myoldmansaid.com and we're back and on today's show i have the pleasure uh, most, most podcasts just have you know a couple of muppets waffling on about i don't know transfer rumors or whatever but i thought we'd get right to the uh, the crux of the matter the hot debate so on today's show i've managed to get in a uh, football agent who knows a thing or two about uh, the transfer market actually he's the agent of john terry so uh, john terry's agent dan rogers welcome to the show do you know i am delighted to be here i have not had my intravenous injection of villa for a couple of weeks and you, you turn you turn the you turn the button off and you go and you think what could possibly happen and then you turn it back on and it's john terry and glenn whelan in the same paragraph it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the, the Villa universe just divides by zero, doesn't it, on itself in pre-season. And if, if you're listening to this show for the first time, this is actually Dan Rogers of VillaUnderground.com and not he, he hasn't been moonlighting as uh, John Terry's agent. Uh, yeah, no. it looks like we're going for the over-30, over-35 club to uh, bolster us. We've tried everything else. We've we, we tried to sign all of the lower league players. We tried to sign the money ball players. All of France, anyone Young called and Jordan. Hungary. So now what are we doing? We're uh, retirement home. <laughs> we're scaring <laughs> the retirement homes of, of Chelsea and Stoke. 
going, is there any, is it, oh, have they got a pulse? Pulse optional. Um, so, so how are you anyway? Uh, I thought you, you were ignoring my messages and cries. I, I that we, had to, we, had to do, we had to do a show. I know you've been I, creeping around watching the, uh, the cricket at uh, Edgebaston. The, the summer's a lovely thing where you can, it's, it's the football experience versus the cricket experience, isn't it? So, There's only one winner. And, I, and I, I'm not even that big on cricket, but it's still only one winner. And I love the villa, I love the cricket, but I love the villa, but the experience is, I mean, anyone who goes knows that, you know, a beer in your seat all day, you're not hassled by stewards, you're treated like a human being, virtually anything goes within reason. Football ground, you're, (laughs) you know, a law-abiding citizen virtually treated as a convict still whilst you're in there, so... I mean, I've just come back from the uh, football consultation group meeting with Mm. Keith Wyness. He's back. uh, He's back. He's back from his ban, looking very uh, suntanned. I mean, we'll we'll talk about this in a second, but uh, that that is very much on the agenda. Is improving the experience of going to see Villa, and uh, well, we'll I'll, I'll I'll go through a few of the things when we touch on it. But anyway, while while we've been away, some of the the main news bits uh, over the last mm. few uh, weeks. Well, let's look at the most current one quickly. Uh, Leandro Bakuna is a winner. He uh, I can't even remember who he plays for, but he's, he just won the Caribbean Cup. Curaca have won the Caribbean Curacao, Cup. Not quite the Champions League, but it's it's baby steps. It's I know, I know, I know he's your favourite player. I know he's your favourite <laughs> player. So you, did you you sent him a DM, didn't you? Congratulating him. Well, congratulating him. So it looks like the kind of it's up there with the Peace Cup, isn't it? The Caribbean Cup. You'll probably be if anyone knows the reception at the North Stand that houses the less than important trophies the club has been <laughs> awarded. I think it, is it the Intertoto in the uh, North yeah, Stand reception alongside the Peace, Peace Cup and. Cup. Caribbean Caribbean uh, Cup looks a bit. I think it's uh, yeah, it's actually on the cover of this podcast. It looks a little bit. It's like, a little bit like, Donnell Mill, isn't it? Yeah, like a poor man's UEFA Cup. <laughs> yes. uh, in, in other news, what else has been happening? Uh, Keith Wyness, our mighty leader, got done for uh, retweeting, and the F- FA have they banned him? He's back now. <laughs> He's been out for three weeks. He, he wasn't allowed to get involved uh, in any football whatsoever. How do they enforce uh, that? Well, they, they don't really. I mean, you know. So if he was, I don't know, say goes, right, screw it, I'm going to go away to the Caribbean for a couple of weeks and he found playing beach football with Eric Cantona, would he be, what would happen? Would he be found in Well, I don't, I don't think they're contempt. actually, I don't think they've got a drone following him or they're not, look, you know, watching him on some kind of satellite surveillance. I think, I think <laughs> he's... Yeah, no, he's, he's still in Burger King. <laughs> Yep. Yep. I think, uh, <clears throat> no, I, I mean he, he's obviously been on a good holiday because he looked very well and uh, he was in good good spirits. <laughs> but no, seriously, had a good great tan. Ten out of ten for that tan. Does he come back looking like? Is it? I, I measure people's well-being now on the Bruce factor. You know, when Bruce arrived and he looked in, you know, <laughs> like better a than Bruce. Side. Wow. He's looking good. He's looking good for promotion. But uh, <laughs> what, what did you think about that, the actual incident where he retweeted? Hmm. It was the reaction to Nathan Baker getting sent... Well, it was the actual incident of Nathan Baker getting sent off, which we spoke about on the show, and I said it was a kind of a fair cop. I think he just... He just retweeted it because at the spear of the moment he thought it, here was the video evidence that mm. Nathan Baker shouldn't have been sent off and he didn't really uh, read the context of it, the, yeah, which was. I, what, remind me, I can't even remember. Well, I think it was the context, essentially the, the tweet. Oh, that he was um, disabled. Quoted the, yeah, the, the, the referee was yeah. disabled. And I think what only Keith Wyness will know, won't he, what, whether he read that and he, and he thought that that was funny because the comment isn't funny, actually, when you think about it. And for a group of our fans, yeah. I imagine it's not very funny at all. But 
Only Keith Wyness will know. The actual humour, kind of, it's like it's almost like seventies, eighties, isn't it? Well, if if that's what he meant, as I say, I'm not going to sit here. At the end of the day, he got a ban from the FA, so they weren't convinced yeah. by whatever he said, and I'm not going to suggest that the FA are the best <laughs> judge and jury in the world. But mm. but anyway, I think that what the, it came at a bad time because actually it's. Shocking PR for the club at a time where they're trying to build some traction. They've got to put that behind them, and, and I think perhaps, as I'm sure they are, reach out now and try and put that wrong right. I mean, this is the tricky tightrope they both, him and Dr. Tony, walk when uh, trying to get Pally and engaging on Twitter. I mean, it's uh, you, you've, you've kind of got to. When you send anything, you've got to give it an extra, that just extra, extra split second before you press uh, press send. I'll extend it further than that because I mean I've written a few times about Zai's Twitter and you know that. I, yeah. I, I think it's good for communicating. I think it's great for you know letting the fans Checklist. feel like they're connected. But it, it, you know when when you start, it's amusing from our point of view. But it does at times creep yeah. towards Trumpism, doesn't it? Where you think mm, oh, totally. that just. It's just awful, isn't it? It's cringe. The other thing is, and this has been, this is actually what I spent those two weeks when I went dark doing, was because there was no real news. Well, I was rogue, and and, and I found myself um, looking at the Instagrams of a number of Villa players, past and present, what they're doing. You know, the live updates they can do, the Snapchats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it just baffles me the the view that they, certain players, past and present, give give us into their lifestyles and what they think that, you know, we understand that they're incredibly wealthy, but they just seem, there's a total disconnect now. I think that when when I look at it, and and I can think of, I'll name names actually, you know, when when I look at Bakuna's Instagram and some of the videos he posts, when I look at Hepburn, Murphy's. When I look at Henry Lansbury's stuff, I just think, yeah. Ugh, you know, they're like they're like kind of wannabe poor man gangsters. That's where they're taking their leads from. It's cringe. It's cringe. And and actually, you know, at the end of the day, that what they do in their own time is up to them. And you know, there's plenty of people that broadcast that broadcast their lives worldwide. Got a, got a feeling if if they listen to this, we'll be uh, arranging to meet in some car park in Birmingham <laughs> at some point. Well, well mate, they can they can live stream it or periscope it, can't <laughs> yeah. they? And with their with their snapbacks and their yeah, exactly. <sighs> Fucking snapbacks. Uh, the only other uh, piece of major news was uh, Dr. Tony uh, having his heart, bit of heart surgery. Uh, I asked, we asked Keith about this in the meeting, uh, sorry, mm. Keith Wyness, and uh, mm. he said it was just like a minor, minor little thing and, and kind of <laughs> played it down. Yes, yeah, minor heart surgery. Yes, it just... <laughs> Um, but I think Tony suggested he, it was something that he's known about for like oh, 20 years and it was just time to uh, address it. Well, obviously delighted he's, he's got that fixed. Um, yeah. Won't say it because I think it caught everyone off guard, didn't it? It's not the kind of thing, it, you yeah. know, given that the guys I mean, on we, we can, jo- you know, of course we can obviously joke about that's what, you know, one season uh, owning Villa does and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, hopefully... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, he's on the men properly, and Jesus that's all. Christ, what must our insides look like? It must look like mints inside most Villa fans. <laughs> yeah, that's only one season. Yeah, we're we're. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we're surviving, people. We're all doing a grand job. We're we'll probably survive World War Three as well. We're, we're <laughs> kind of bombs. We'd still have Gabby. Gabby would crawl out of his shell, wouldn't he? Would break through from his. So uh, somebody said season. to me, some uh, some guy. I think it was from uh, another Villa website. Let's not give him a free plug. Uh, said to me after this meeting uh, with Wyness, uh, he said, you know, when we're like just debriefing, he said, well, you know, well, it can only get better now. And I said, well, that's, uh. what, we've been, that's what we've been saying at the end of every season for the last five or six years. It's like, how can it get any worse? Well, just sit back in your deck chair and watch. We'll we'll find a way. Anyway, let's let's move on. Right. I'll talk about this meeting quickly. I mean, mainly it was about 
let's for want of a better word say the match day experience the catering mm. few people unhappy about compass who uh, have taken over and have failed to really kind of sort out the staff to kind of get cues down you get you know two people serving you ones mm. doing the till while the other one's waiting for them to finish the till and then they'll wait for 30 seconds before they go off and get your drink and you know that kind of stuff that all needs sharpening up i mean i'll throw in the, the cricket comparison you yeah. know, it, it, granted, I think I think Edge Baston holds roughly half of what Villa Park holds, but just the simple things like the queuing system and the—I mean, I don't want to—I don't want to drag this podcast down to a discussion around queuing systems. But yeah. surely it's got to be Villa's interest. It is dull, but how, how can we not, as a football club, serve a beer quickly? Edge Baston, you walk up, pay, get your beer, done. There's a new guy in town who's, I don't know what, he's like some kind of operations director who's overseeing everything. Hmm. He used to work at St. Mary's at Southampton, Liverpool, Wembley, and uh, he's basically on a big troubleshooting thing. And uh, the name actually escapes me because I was sitting next to him as well. Anyway, one kind of biggest takeaway in terms of that whole kind of thing is they have now got permission from uh, the council to actually have a kind of a street foodie type. Uh, set up in uh, the Holt End car park. Mm, not before time. And this is something, uh, it's not going to be uh, like every week, but the idea is to, uh, and I, you know, I was trying to push them, will it be on the first game, first home game of the season, and uh, they didn't commit to that. Mm. But the idea is what they're going to do is every home game will be almost like planned as a unique event. So the idea is to make have something that's different every time you go, just to mm. kind of, you know, give a bit of variety to the match day mm. experience. So I think they're still uh, a few weeks away from kind of locking anything in. But, uh, you know, expect uh, a bit of pre-match entertainment and food and stuff uh, in the in the Hulk car park. I mean, one of the things they have obviously have to throw in is all the, the increased kind of security issues about, you know, having outdoor events and all that kind of stuff uh, in wake of what's happened over the summer. Yeah, I mean, there's that consideration. But Villa's, Villa have got good space in and around the ground and I think if they were clever with how they used it I mean thinking of like the the Holten car park you know it's on an elevated piece of road that's often shut off isn't it really you know yeah no, exactly. it's a, gr- a great location that and you wouldn't have to do a lot you know look the, the German market sort of model isn't complicated is it and it draws people no. in and it's it's no let's be honest it's no more complicated than a shed a sausage and a beer everyone's idea of fun yeah, and, you know, you, you get, like, the kind of EA Sports setting up some consoles yeah. that people can make. And, they, you know, they're talking about live music as well. So, I mean, it, as you said, it's like a gated-off area. So it is yeah, yeah, quite, it's ideal. you know, pretty secure and, you know, just have to obviously tell people to uh, get lost in terms of parking. But uh, apart from that, you know, it's well overdue. I'm mm. um, just looking through my notes here. There was talk about what songs that Villa should come out to and this is I mean as I said to Wyness uh, we just suffer from not actually having a club song that uh, would solve all the problems of uh, you know the pre-match song they're they're still talking about uh, letting the captain whoever that is (laughs) next season in on you know the song choice and all that kind of stuff and uh, you know footballers footballers choosing music yeah Mm. well we've already discussed the two-bit gangster vibes (laughs) Well, poor man, poor man's R and B and hip hop is probably what they I listen to. Dread to think what we would be coming out to, actually. In fact, I, I looked at Mark Bunn's uh, Instagram. That's how much time I've had over the last couple of weeks in my spare time. Um, and he was cruising into. You've been to doing, train Excuse me, I've been trying to contact you to do a podcast, and you've been scrolling through Mark Bunn's Instagram this account, Rob. Impr- <laughs> it's research for the show. It's research what kind for the show. Of so are you? When I'm in bed ignoring my wife and she's going, please talk to me, I'm going, no, I need to watch Mark Bunn cruising into training, please, listen to Damage. Please, fe- 
Please feed the baby. No, no, Mark, Mark Bunn's got something to tell me. <laughs> John, I've been so busy. I've been so busy. One thing they are going to try to do is they're going to start an Aston Villa playlist on Spotify. And the idea is to almost use that as a kind of a voting thing to see what are the most popular songs that people are playing on it and then probably incorporate a few of those choices, you know, in the pre-match. Pre-match what would, what would you put uh, soundscape. What would you put oh, fuck. I, I mean, I, I, music is one of my uh, pleasures. And, uh, Here we I go, could then. Talk, I could talk all day about music and what they should be played. One, one thing I said, <laughs> I said, come on, Keith, sort out the sound system. And he completely agrees with it, but it's something uh, they're going to try to do something before they obviously have to fork out the cash to revamp it. I mean, that's only going to happen if we get in the Premier League, which is pretty much the answer to many questions. Why didn't we do these things when we were in the Premier League? Well, yeah, there's a very it's good question. My... What were we doing with all that money that we were earning in the Premier League? Giving uh, it to well, Tom we, we were paying it to Jordan Ayew and uh, Rudy Gisted <laughs> and um, Peter Enkelman and... Uh, we thought it'd be really, really good idea to. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, Christ, well, that's what did with the well, I mean, that's that's the interesting thing is there's so many like the whole North Stand rebuilding, uh, this disabled uh, space situation. This, all these things and more hinge on Villa getting promoted, and be interesting. That's the excuse that's used. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when we're finally promoted. Hopefully, we're promoted, and see if all these promises are rolled out. Ah, something I wouldn't have mentioned, and uh, this is a tricky one. I wasn't going to bring it up for the podcast, but it's kind of good because it's got some mystery. Is that I was at Villa Park the day before you? Oh yeah, secret mission. I was. I wanted to know. Now this could be something fun for a few weeks down the line, but. I wanted to know, did you catch sight of the pitch when you were there? Well, we were in a room without window, a boardroom without windows. <laughs> the secret bunker. That's the bunker. The secret bunker, the promotion bunker. No, it didn't. Why? What's going on there? Ah, well, I just thought, I, it always amazes me how I oh, can't sew. About the, we were talking oh. about the pitch, but sorry, carry on. No, it always amazes me. I can't I can't sew one small bulb bit of patch on my grass at home, you know, my front or back lawn. Yeah. And yet they dig up the entire pitch the day after the season ends and they've completely re-sewn it and it looks, Villa Park looks stunning. I don't think they have dug it up. They have. I was categorically told it's been completely redone. Because they were going to do it. Because this was the this was the question that was put to Keith about uh, wasn't the pitch going to be revamped and he said oh we decided against it in the end. Well, I don't know what it depends what revamp means because I know we've got some sort of technology that sits within the the turf haven't we? And yeah, because that, they were market. talking about lowering the pitch as well because apparently it's a bit higher up. It's higher than the Doug Ellis stand if you're at the bottom. Because when you're talking about putting wheelchair spaces in at the, the base mm. of the Doug Ellis stand, apparently it's actually sunk down there that you're actually lower than pitch level. Oh, perfect. No, I'd love to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under under the pitch. <laughs> but that that was one of the... That's when it when it came up. And apparently that whatever big renovation job on the pitch was going to happen, they, they kind of didn't bother in the end. Maybe that's the big extent. bit. I imagine digging out all that soil. I mean, what that'd be tons and tons and tons, wouldn't it? But uh... yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on. Oh, the the live streaming that overseas fans will be able to tap into. It it isn't going to be like a uh, an annual subscription thing. It's going to be a match on match pay for view. Yes. I mean, as, as I joked, uh, it'd be like the boxing where uh, they do they do a press conference between the two teams and get them to get the captains to roll around on the floor throwing chairs at each other just to build up the <laughs> the pay pay for view sales. 
But that, sign that's... John Terry. We can get Wayne Bridge yeah. as well, and then we can have the perfect pre-game. <laughs> put put his uh, put his wife and and former Wayne Bridge's former partner in the middle, and we can have a good old. I'd buy that six ninety nine. No TV. Get it. But the idea, because one of the things that you, you wouldn't be able to really sell an annual subscription to this, because if Sky have got the game, and if Sky have got the game, there's some overseas company will have the game that will not be shown on this format, and obviously oh. you're watching it on TV. So if for example, if Villa are successful and mm. we're suddenly playing good football and we're in the, in the promotion spaces and Sky are going, yeah, let's have a bit of this, let's get Villa on all the time, then suddenly if you bought an annual subscription, you, you'd get obviously less games than you bargained for. So it's going to be pay-for-view, you know, one-off for every game. And apparently it's many, it, you know, I asked him about the entry price point and he said it's uh, it's going to be competitive. I mean, that could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, what, what does Compa- that mean? Competitive with whom? It's like, how cheap is it going to be for a stream that keeps breaking down? (laughs) (laughs) The online ticketing is all going to be revamped as well. Um, They always say that every year, but this they've had to wait until the contract actually went out. So uh, they're getting rid of Ticketmaster. B6, the flag boys will be in uh, R2. Oh, sorry, the R block of uh, North Stand. They won't be. They won't be in the whole tent. Oh, they've been decamped at, at this moment in time. And the loyalty scheme will finally be rolled out soon. I don't think it's as extensive as some of the like American models. With what this is something we really struggle with, isn't it? The loyalty yeah. bit. I think we've really been quite poor. I think over the years of recognising fans' loyalty. Yeah, because the American system's quite detail like some of the clubs there whether it's you know nfl baseball whatever you get mm. you'll get points for every game that you go to but for example if it's like let's say in the equivalent in the uk if you if it's newcastle away on a monday night you'll get more points going for going to that yeah. than villa park at home against the blues and if it's raining you'd even get extra points for turning up and all that kind i, th- of stuff. I think so, it's but this this won't be as detailed as that yeah i mean i can understand why and i always think we, we, i don't know for any for any people who have ever signed up to the i don't know the air miles type things for different airlines and the hotel type yeah. loyalty schemes the, the difference between british european and american reward systems is is stark really um and i, and I wonder whether there's a bit of that British or European? Well, you've paid your price. You've had your product on your way, and, yeah. and the American of uh, you know the customer is always right. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot. I mean, it's true, isn't it? It's true. And I, one of the biggest gripes of, of fans who, who I've spoken to, particularly around the loyalty thing, and, and even extending to you know just people who sit around me, it's it's stark and it's amazing how given that you know the cost of watching football and the cost of the football that we've watched over the years. Let's, let's be honest, the standard of football, yeah. how how the club hasn't seen fit to say, do you know what? I mean, look at look at Huddersfield. You it's, know, free. They've, they've re- it's free. It's free to get in. <laughs> well, I don't think people want free necessarily, but some recognition and, and not just token gestures either. Look at the look at the Huddersfield season tickets this season. Those those fans who bought yeah. back was it yeah. four or five years ago? Yeah. You know, they made that promise that if if we get up within five years or whatever, you get your Premier League season ticket for hundred quid. Well, that and that's how you build relationships with your well, supporters. Shows the ambition they've achieved. It, yeah. They've you know, hats off to them. They got up by the skin of their teeth, but they got up, and they've rewarded those fans who, you know, I have to say, I didn't take much notice of, of Huddersfield a year ago, you know. So I wonder what no, those no, first first few years look like, you know. 
So fair play to them, actually. Steve Bruce used to be the manager of Huddersfield. And in those days, I think it was the 99-2000 season, he put in a bid of 750000 for a young John Terry, who was 19 years old. <laughs> Fiali accepted it, said, yeah, on your way, John, because they had Labouf and uh, Dassayet in those days. But uh, Terry wanted to stay. So old Brucey boy and, and Terry go way back. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So just um, <laughs> recapping on this, safe standing, Keith Wyness is pushing it behind the scenes. They don't want to put noses out by going public on that. Mm. But that's very much on the agenda. They want to see it. And obviously Shrewsbury now are, uh, I think they've applied and got accepted to, uh, but obviously they're in a lower division, so it's a bit easier to uh, implement there. Wyness actually said he thought that Scudamore would have greenlit safe standing in the Premier League uh, last month and he was surprised that it wasn't so uh, that must mean it's it's on the cards pretty soon mm. It is a political hot potato isn't it as well? that's the, It is, that's I mean the... it's all about the kind of regulations and politics that have to really be sorted out, I mean the Tories mm. or well, the government have basically said it's not on the agenda at the moment well, I mean just put it on the agenda and sort it out and let's get on with it Difficult to know what is on the agenda with this government but anyway It's very true Now it's time for Twitter with Tony. May 23rd. Done a cardiology surgery today. Been worried for 20 years. It tells that once there's any problem, we can't escape. Have to solve it. June 3rd. I can tell the percentage of the truth of all the transfer news related to us. No matter showing where. Not percent. June 13th. One year ago, passed FA's proper test and started my Villa adventure, also Villa's revival long journey. June 21st, quoted Josie M. I'm not going to talk about a player who still belongs to another club, as JT's contract with CFC expires until 1st of July. June 25th. Actually, I agree with Diorg said, championship isn't that difficult, as lots of people described more as a good excuse. There's no retreat! Hashtag Villa till I die. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get back on track. Uh, we were mentioning the OAP uh, recruitment policy. John Terry, uh, as you uh, said to me earlier on, Mr. Marmite to a lot I, of fans. I, th- this, this could either be fantastic or the biggest PR nightmare <laughs> in PR nightmare terms. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. He's, he's a genuine name. 
he's a proven winner. But I think that we always try to bring some balance, and I was trying to bring some balance to my thoughts about Terry. Yeah. Because I'd forgotten the list of misdemeanours, and I'm going to go through them very, very quickly. Go on then, hurry up. Um, I'll just brew a cup of tea while you're going through them. Okay. 2008, £60 parking fine for parking his Bentley in a handicapped spot outside a pizza shop. Bastard. Mm, Bastard. Clubs and bars. So in 2002, he got into a fracas with Jodie Morris and was arrested and charged with assault on a doorman. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, we're well odd, aren't we? Uh, Urination in odd places. That was... I'm only reading uh, well, we've all been there as well, Karen. Yeah, piss, <laughs> pissing in a pint glass. So that's up there with Samir Carruthers, a former villain man, for anyone who can remember pissing in a pint glass. I think it was Chapman. Yeah, anyway, pissed well. in the glass, left it in the middle of a club, got it, gets escorted out, gets a fine, I think. Dubious incident with a 17-year-old girl that was reported in the mail, reports in the... Oh, they're, they're always right, the mail. Well, I, I put it in there for legal reasons. Come on, I'm playing I'm playing Terry's defence counsel at the Yeah, you're, you're the, you can be the defence counsel here. He, okay. <laughs> one of my favourite ones is, is, is he apparently said that he would turn up to open a pet shop. Anyway, they booked the appearance. All that yada yada. Anyway, it doesn't show. Hundreds of fans let down. That's a minor misdemeanour compared to the next one, which well, was... Well, can, can you cut to the meat and gravy? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyway, uh, 9-11 kicks off, terrible day that was, they get grounded on a flight so they think that, yeah, the best thing to do is go on the piss at Heathrow and throw food and taunt a group of American stranded travellers. Whoops. Gets a fine. Suspended before the Champions League final, needlessly for kneeing Alexis Sanchez in the back of the thigh. Oh, we've all done that. We've we've all been there. (laughs) Accused of racism, so... Oh, that's the famous Anton Ferdinand uh, retweet. Well, Uh, I mean, to be honest, if you just boiled this down to the Anton Ferdinand and Wayne Bridge, then we would uh, would have cut to the chase there. But people... This is context, isn't it? That I didn't have to look far, and these are ten things that just putting his name into Google throw up, and you go... But yeah, but are we? Are we? Uh, this is football. I mean, I, you you could find reasons not to sign any footballer because they're, most of them are arseholes. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. What I do find <laughs> staggering is is that take the take the Wayne Bridge thing. Not only did he cheat on his team, cheat on his wife, who they got kids with, for four months on his, you know, whilst he's playing with the same teammate, he then he then pays a. Eight hundred thousand pounds to shut up and not say anything about it. Yeah, but or have an the, abortion. That's the kind of the way of the world. I mean, mm. in this circumstance, the reasons not to great sign footballer, him. Great the, footballer, great footballer, terrible re- character. Yeah, well, we all know that. The reasons not to sign him, in my book, would be he's thirty-seven in December. He's played nine league games last season. He missed ten ten games of the season through uh, two different injuries. He, was, I think, he was out for five games for each. Now. You know, we saw what Robert Perez did when he turned up, and you just like watching a ghost of himself. And you know, both of these players have won a hell of a do lot. Do you of mind? Trophies. He's the only World Cup winner to play for Aston Villa. Do you yeah, mind? the Invincibles and all that kind of stuff. And all all this is good. And John Terry's Champions League and UEFA mm. Cup and league wins and doubles. But none of that matters on the pitch at Villa Park next no. season. It's it's all irrelevant. We want to know, has has he got any gas in the tank? What's his motivation? Is he, when he turns 37 and it's getting, it's getting wet and windy in November, Jill, uh, sorry, December, and Villa are like fannying around mid-table, you know, he's going to get depressed thinking about, well, my career's over now and the glory days have gone. You know, what am I doing here? What he's doing is trying to pick up an extra few million on his way out. So that's yeah. my concern, is what is his motivation? Has he got any gas mm. in the tank? And what are Villa doing? Is this a case of Dr. Tony buying a, a glorified mascot to impress 
you know the Chinese football community and saying we've got Ooh. one of the best players because he was the the highest paid player in the Premier League in uh, yeah, 2007. Yeah. I mean, are you suggesting is this the is this the this is a bit of a Di Matteo the Di Matteo moment? Yes, I was exactly. going, I was about to say, but on the on the field. So that's my concern. Mm. I mean, you know, oh, he's a winner, blah blah. Yeah, well, he's a winner when he's got one of the most expensive assembled teams around him playing, mm. Mm. <laughs> and he's and he's obviously in his late twenties. Uh, actually, whatever. to be honest, David, we've got one of the most expensive assembled yeah, well. teams. So that's not the definition of success. But Christ you know what I, I mean. tell you, if you've been if you've been in the sun, Jesus. You, no, but you know what I mean. It's, it's a different caliber compared to. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 spending you know ten fifteen million on Scott <laughs> Hogan playing alongside some of the finest centre halves in world football. Oh yeah, today I mean, you're going to be playing along Tommy Tommy Elphick. Oh, he's injured. Oh, hang on, Mika, Mika, put that food down. Come come play with John here. But no, it, I mean it's it's a different kale of fish. So I, it only works if we get promoted. That's the bottom line. If we don't, yeah, then it's like it, all this money that we could have spent on a player that mm. would have been a younger and would have had some long term value. A, we could have got cheaper and then would have potential some sell on, or uh, he would have gained experience in this another failed season to maybe be better the next season. John Terry, if we fail this season, mm. then that's just you know four or five million down a dark hole in the ground. Well, we would have to have some legs alongside him, wouldn't we? And I think that that's where his Premier League career came to an end over the last couple of seasons. Really, that he, he the the turn of pace had, had left him, hadn't it? Um, and I do, I would worry. What's that? Championship age? level. He's like, oh, he's, there's no getting away from it. Listen, this could be a, a, a real coup to have. I don't want to say the word marquee signing because he wouldn't be a marquee signing because of his age and because of where he's at in his career. But he is a name. And I don't know what. Yeah, uh, does I that mean, bring an aura to the club? I don't know. What it gives us is it gives us gets us in the papers. Which mm. the spin-on effect of that is it creates a buzz, and you'll get people. You know, with the shirt sales, Terry Terry on the back, shirt sales go up. I, I don't know. It would either be a genius. But, you know, maybe thing. maybe he has a spin-off on Sorry. season tickets. Uh, you, you also, in terms of match day tickets, you're suddenly getting Villa fans that have defaulted that curiosity value of seeing Terry in a Villa shirt and that also spins well, off to Sky yeah. when they're when they're selecting yeah. you know that it's the curiosity well, the championship becomes yeah. immediately more interesting no one's going to watch the Chinese yeah. Super League I wouldn't watch it if you paid me the, yeah. this is the crazy thing about this, that stupid list of things that I reeled off from from, from a list of, of John Terry's misdemeanors if you like despite that if he I would be genuinely interested to see him in a Villa shirt I don't think that yeah, I don't know no, what the so, outcome yeah. would be, by the way. But would I be interested? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I so would I. Would. And and I think that is the uh, that's the bottom line on the, on the whole debate. I mean, if it was my money, yeah. if I owned Aston Villa, I'd be like, no, no, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> Unless I, you know, I did the maths on what I've just been talking about the TV uh, yeah. extra TV interest, the the shirt sales, and obviously gate. It's all relative. All yeah, I agree. It's all relative. It gives. I mean, he has to be a, a recognisable figure to most football fans who've watched football. You know, top level yeah. fo European football over the last twenty years. So, you know, while we're on the subject, I mean, it, there was no point in kind of doing shows discussing every transfer rumor as no. they come out weekly. No. I mean, there hasn't been that much, and you know, nothing's really going to happen until uh, until win the window opened on Ju July the first. I mean, Glenn Whelan. <laughs> I mean, here's another oldie boy. I mean, he's you know, he's he's, he's what you call a what do they call them consummate pros. Kind of unspectacular, but totally reliable, yeah. and and Stoke fans yeah. will you know back him up uh, because he's one of the reasons why they became this kind of solid midfield, mm. uh, sorry, mid-table team. 
He's, he's sort of, because you know the reaction, the, the social media reaction is, oh my God, this is the most underwhelming signing ever. I'm tearing my season ticket up. Yeah. It would be an underwhelming signing. There's, you know, that's the opposite of the, of the Terry, isn't it? No one's going to be rushing out to buy a shirt with, with Whelan on the back. Yeah. But in mid-December when it's pissing down with rain and we need to hold on to a, a victory in Preston, you know, that's probably yeah. the guy you want alongside or in place of someone like a Yedinak kicking yeah. fucking lumps out of, uh, keep it, keep it defending the win or, or you know what I mean? It's there would be a place in a squad for him, I think. Suddenly you've got Yedinak thirty-two going on thirty-three, Terry mm-hmm. 40, 46 going on forty-seven, <laughs> we we Whelan thirty-three going on thirty-four, and it's kind of uh, Villa's very much about the short term this season. And uh, if they fail, then all these Oof. guys probably disappear. Yeah. And then you're left with less money in the bank the next season, and you've got to obviously replace them. So you start to, it's like law of diminishing returns. Well, we we take no pride, and I certainly don't take any pride that we, you know, rewind to our, rewind our, our websites and this podcast a year, and we, we talked at some length about the financial fair play bit, and I'm not going to go through it again. It, it is a dry subject, but we've got to get up this season, else it will cripple yeah. us, and it will. This is this is a very, very big season, and that's why I suppose we are examining Terry and the Whelans, because these signings are pivotal now. They're pivotal because yeah. the money, we haven't got the, the, the flex that we did last season, and, and that's because... You know, it's a strong view that I hold, but I I think we made, despite the fantastic investment, I think we made some woefully stupid mistakes and mistakes that have been made time and time again in football around purchasing and waste of wages particularly. I I did say to Wynas, just, you know, generally speaking, after last season, what what are we doing to reset the mentality and come Mm. out the traps this upcoming season as winners, as a team that Mm. are favourites to win the championship? Because... I mean, last season, it's almost like we just carried on this wishy-washy notion of who we are as a club and what we should mm. be doing. I mean, people are starting to even now accept, oh, well, it's going to take another season, you know, be happy with mid-table this season. It's like, you can shoot yourself now because... Well, uh, you, you've got a revision from even the owner, really. The owner's gone from Champions League winners within... To 20-year to, to 20-year And to be honest, that's probably, as much as I hate to say it, because we've had twenty years of decline, that's probably how you rectify something like this in a, in a you know without throwing a nah. Abramovich style money at it. But you can improve gradually quicker than that, I think. But it just shows you yeah, how. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, how many? T- I'm getting bored of mentioning Sunderland, who are in complete disarray, and I think they are again yeah. once again. But they were like finishing bottom on fifteen points. Owner disappearing, new owner coming in, which was a bit flaky. And they they won the championship the next season. They did. Listen, I'm I'm no I'm no defender of this. I, you know, I sort of I'm definitely repeating myself, but I think the investment from Zai is, is is fantastic. It was exactly what we needed. But I think how we chose to use it, and and this this is the bit yeah. of the awkward scrabbling from the club. Really, it was used woefully. Look at the money we wasted on the Tish Bowlers, and the, yeah, I'm not going to list the names, but Elphick and Galini. We we've, we we. We we waste, paid over waste, the odds waste. for most players. We paid well over the odds for most mm. players, and it's crippled us. It's crippled us. You know, we're, we're approaching a new season with a ten plus million pound striker in Ross McCormack, who everywhere else he'd been, he'd put 20, 20 goals a season away. Yeah. And we've got a wreck, haven't we? Is he going to be rehabilitated? Where but, are we? But at just talking. I mean, talking place? talking about what we should be doing and this up 20 years and all that kind of baloney 20 just years just look who's in the premier league now you've got teams like burnley watford <laughs> stoke all solidifying themselves so this is 
and Huddersfield got promoted. So one thing, the championship is not that hard. And now, if you just get your act together, and this, we're talking about just having a manager who can organise a team, you can sustain yourself in the Premier League. The big, the big question. The example last season. But in, yeah, in terms of this whole uh, the five-year plan, the twenty-year plan. Now, this is more like where we see Villa ultimately, which should mm. be back in the top six. Now, that's another story. That's another almost an exercise in its in itself. Is do we have the infrastructure and the the know-how and all that kind of stuff in place to get Villa back up there? But that's that's quite a long way away because at the moment, the here and now isn't that hard to get out of the Championship for a team like Villa. Shouldn't be that easy. And then to stay in the Premier League, considering the clubs with what that some of them are a third of the size of Villa, have managed mm. to maintain themselves there and exist, that shows you the level of what we're operating at. And we're making this thing harder than it actually is. Well, that's the that was the slip over the over the years, and there weren't many things that I agree with um, agreed with the former CEO Tom Fox about. But his quote yeah. on how Villa had become a parochial local club, you know, whilst small. Yeah. Even more slow, smaller regional teams have bypassed them. I think he gave the example of someone like a Swansea. You know, yeah. Swansea had become an organised, efficient in in every department, whereas Villa were ambling along really and and had become content over many years. Not just you know that that top six notion had long since eroded really at Villa Park over a number of years, and there'd been that yeah. there was that peak under O'Neill. But beyond that, you know, not a fat lot to cheer over the last great number of seasons. All the the stuff which essentially is the infrastructure of the club we were discussing in this meeting uh, at the uh, sorry the supporters consultation group meeting was this a you know eradication of what should have been in place over the last 10 last 20 mm-hmm. years of, you know they're having over the last year or so to replace equipment and the catering because it's out of date there's like That's lots staggering of, you know, to me. That is the, staggering, ticking, isn't it? the ticketing system and all this kind of stuff it's all outdated and you think well what was happening i think under learner one of the big problems was was faulkner had no infrastructure around him he had Nicky Key and Brian Dugan, who was the, the the media person, and they were having to spend half their, let's say, time at the club doing things outside of their remit, which they're not actually qualified to do. And Faulkner should have had more of a, um, let's say, board level or executive personnel around him to actually tackle various jobs. I mean, there's a lot more uh, chiefs now at Villa than there used to be, like proper mm. chiefs. And you had people in positions that had to, inf- you know, inflate their importance to the club. This, basically because there wasn't anybody actually employed to do certain things there. And, you know, Faulkner was one man when it perhaps should have been three men tackling the running of Villa. And it's all, you know, one person can only handle so much and the offshot is is kind of decayed. Mm. (laughs) No, should we just end it on decayed? (laughs) Decayed. But, you know, as I I said earlier on, a lot of these, the bigger plans of uh, Dr. Tony can only happen if we get promoted. So... While yeah. we're treading water, yeah. they, what they're trying to do uh, in a nutshell is just repair the infrastructure, you know, behind the scenes. And I think that's understandable, and that's that's a huge area of sympathy that I I would have with with the owner really that that there has to be a, a playing bit is is a very visible thing that's probably you know they they they've thrown a lot of money at that over two transfer windows and, and whatnot. And the, but the stuff behind the scenes that takes time in not just identifying people but actually identifying as you've been saying what you know what people do we need and the 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 standout bit of that for me just in linking it back to the playing field would be how i think we were under the illusion that despite having great infrastructure at Bodymore Heath that actually the coaching and the methodology behind that was quite modern well actually yeah. it wasn't it was you know the 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 packaging was great, but actually the product was shit, you know, and that's yeah. that's the facts. I don't want to sit here and say that our academy isn't very good, but actually how many players have we seen 
how many players do you see across English football really, I suppose, come, come through the academy system? But as a team like Villa where we've got such catchment in the local area, all the facilities, all that, all that money over such a long period of time, that that's telling and that's the kind of thing that I hope that we start to see. That that perhaps is the twenty year plan, isn't it? It might take us five, ten, fifteen years to build that sort of infrastructure up, but we've got to get the right people and we've really have got to and that takes yeah, that but, takes I mean, time. But there shouldn't be any excuse not to be at least a mid table Premier League team while we are doing all this stuff. Oh, well I, I agree with you and that, we're, that's we're why kind I of think... making excuses for failure uh, across the board. You know, oh, it's going to take 20 years to do this. Oh, the champions, championship's such a tough league. And it's like, no, it's just get on with it. Come on. No, I, and I think we should. I think we should take a, you know, no fan of Newcastle. But they just got on with it last season, didn't they? And they yeah, dragged they themselves had... back up to the Premier League. It wasn't pretty at times, but it was damn as, effective. As, as Villa did when uh, we last got relegated. There was only one. Mm. I mean, I remember as a kid just thinking, well, there's only one thing this season. That's promotion. And that was the only goal. There was no feeling sorry for ourselves and saying, well, we, we were so in such bad shape last season, it's going to take two or three seasons to recover. It was like, no, we're down. Let's get out of here SAP because the championship, in my opinion, is a pile of shit. And, I, <laughs> and I, I'm more of a football purist and I enjoy going to other grounds and I don't like the Premier League so I don't like anything about football uh, it's probably the c- conclusion you really should take more of an interest but, in cricket it's this fantastic <laughs> new sport that I've found but the actual just down the road but in terms of being a Villa supporter <laughs> in terms of yes there is this entitlement because we are a big club because we've got the big stadium we've won some yes. shit in history and all yes. that kind of stuff and that's where that's where we should be at that's you know that's our home and to be in the championship, and you know, we we saw it last season. Okay, we weren't getting beaten all the time, uh, which was a departure from the seasons before. But this, it wasn't entertainment in 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 the in the sense of football. Well, it was a. I mean, you think of that January through to March period. We briefly flirted with relegation. I mean, that's you know, yeah, if we hadn't have steered sure. that back the other way, that would have been a an interesting close end of season. Moving it? onwards and upwards uh, into next season. Uh, Wyness actually said they had a pre-pre kind of pre-season in Portugal as well. I think that's why we saw Bruce uh, mm, golfing on the uh... flicking his golf clubs around, and they invited all the players, obviously ones that weren't involved in the Caribbean Cup and the uh, mm. in- England uh, under twenty-one, so Mr. Grealish. Uh, if they wanted, to, they had some villas out there, and if you, a player wanted to bring over their family what the idea was they'd train in the morning and then obviously the rest of the day it's kind of holiday time mm-hmm. and uh, they expected like f- about four players to take them up on it and apparently 12 took them up on it so i don't know if that's you could read that two ways one is the players are really focused and they want to get back uh, and get promoted or they were just taking advantage of a free holiday to take uh, their family out into some <laughs> portuguese some villas but uh, hopefully yeah. it's the former mm. In terms of a potential Chinese tour, Dr. Tony taking the Villa squad off to the heartland, uh, uh, Weiner said that's like a couple of years away if that's going to happen. It's not going to happen uh, in the immediate future, which kind of makes sense. I think they need to establish themselves as a as an entity to be proud of, you know, to kind of show off in <laughs> China. <laughs> yes. Roughly translated is uh, he needs a Premier League team really to uh, mm-hmm. show off. Need something to market. I mean, we just need to we just need to get on and get out of this goddamn division this year, don't we? Yeah, it's a simple message uh, from this podcast, uh, and that's promotion, 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 promotion at all uh, costs. At all costs. I want to say uh, hello and welcome to uh, some new patrons, if I uh, if I may. Thank you very much, you may. David Rose, Sean Kettle, Graham Bolton, Trev Linock, 
Andy Ward, David Rose. Oh, that's a repeat. David Rose, he signed up twice. Fantastic. Uh, more more patrons should do that. <laughs> Bob Stevenson from America. I saw you in Twin Peaks the other week. Mark Coleman, Steve Box, John Chamberlain, John Knight. Thank you very much. Sam Mitchell, Matt Hall, Andrew Rushton, Alex Taylor, Kieran Dimmick. Ian Edwards, Peter Smallburn, thank you very much. Uh, and if I've missed anybody, uh, apologies there. Oh, by the way, I've, I've now added a little uh, widget on the bottom of the website. So if you're resistant on uh, joining the My Old Man Said patrons to support the website and the podcast because it's in dollars, you can now sign up uh, monthly in pounds. Although you won't get like the, the messages from uh, the patron, I, I will include you in the patron reward scheme. And also, if there's enough people then set up a uh, an email list so any messages also get sent out on that it's now easy you can just pay by paypal or whatever else uh, just look at the bottom of the website of myomansaid.com what do you think is going to happen before the next time we meet i'm expecting i think amavi would be on his way out by then you'd think so maybe carlos hill as well if they if, if the spanish yeah. side because- can stump up the cash because you've got to, I mean, one thing you've got to consider is these players are coming back for pre-season training. So, mm. you know, all these people have been exiled for a season. Do they really want to be coming back to uh, Bodymore Heath to kind of almost like go through the motions while they're trying to uh, get out there? Yeah, it's not kind I of ideal. And from a Villa point of view, you want to be bedding down your kind of promotion squad who are all pulling in the right di- in the same direction. So uh, I would imagine they would be kind of quite swift cells there. Then there's mm. this other thing, Sam Johnson, which I thought that was almost a given that he was a, a Villa player mm. next season. But this, we have to sort out the goalkeeper. I mean, that's the main. Uh, I still thing. think we need two goalkeepers. Oh yeah, no, I was going to say least... sort out the goalkeeper situation. We we do yeah. need two. I agree. We were, we were woefully un- unprepared at the beginning of last season when we signed Gallini and Mark Bunn. I think it's fair to say he's not up to it. And Jed Steer is still injured, as far as I'm aware. The only question is, is he good enough for Villa? Uh, I mean, that's open to debate. Uh, he had his moments. I thought he improved through his spell. Yeah, I mean, um, he's young and obviously he was going to need time to bed in. But uh, I don't know. We we need, as you say, two. I mean, if he's one of them, then that's good. fair enough. I think we discussed before. We need to, we, we, firstly, for the competition. I mean, him, and, and I wonder whether, I am repeating myself from a previous podcast, I wonder whether he could run the risk of being bought and then we buy a more senior goalkeeper and opt for the senior goalkeeper. I, I could see that being... Yeah, That's the Sam Johnson problem. It's not our problem. It is. Screw him. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> Where is Shay Given? Enough. Is Brad Guzan anywhere? Apparently Given's on the market. Free agent. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, it's, it's over. Right, Dan. Good to know that you're still alive. I am. And, right, I need to go uh, back to uh, stalking Villa players on Snapchat. Yeah, you, you've you got to go back to uh, see what Mark Bunn's been up to uh, the last couple of hours while uh, we've been recording this. Or the last hour, should I say. He's hmm. driving uh, Sam Johnson. Don't forget, people, subscribe. Place. iTunes, subscribe on iTunes. iTunes, subscribe, subscribe. This is a subliminal message. I am now subscribing to the My Own Man's Head podcast on iTunes. Just subscribe. And also share. If, if you enjoy the show and it makes you laugh, and we're going to have to... We'll be warming up. Once the season starts, we'll be, we'll be hilarious. Especially so, after uh, we've lost the first six games. That'll be, oh, I mean, the humour. <laughs> we, we, we could go through the fixtures and, oh, this is a tough period. and oh, But, but I, you know, I just look at that no. fixtures and say we, we should beat them all, really. So uh, there isn't such a thing as a tough game. So at, at the moment, I'm going to ask you this question. 
as we progress through the preseason, and I'll ask you it on the eve of the first game of the season, where do you see us finishing next season? Ooh. Don't worry, this isn't sacrosanct because we will be evolving our opinion over the coming weeks. Here and now, I think we're playoffs material. I'm not going to say a that, place. That, for me, would be uh, kind of a disappointed season. I mean... No. Where I expect us to be is automatic promotion. That's where we should be. Have you seen uh, enough yet to set to suggest that? that no, would be? we haven't seen anything. No. All, all I'm banking on is we bought a lot of players in January who did bugger all, but they can only improve. <laughs> yes. I mean uh, the Iceland guy Thor. I mean he's not he's not a crap player. All of a sudden he'll no, definitely no. he'll definitely contribute if they can sort out Hogan. Well, if they can sort out a way of playing forward. <laughs> <laughs> if they can sort out doing stuff on the other side Maybe of the, the halfway line. Maybe the pitch is on a slope. Maybe the pitch is on a slope. <laughs> what kind of degrees there? That's what I, what's, what's that? And there's always a gale force wind blowing into uh, yet another. It's the sighing. Place. It's the sighing from the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the snoring. <laughs> Sucking the ball into our own net. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we'll try to remain positive throughout this uh, pre-season but certainly uh, at the moment it's hard to pluck a, a place where we'll finish and uh, hopefully we'll get some more clues over you the can't, uh, on a minute. you can't ask me a question month. put me on the spot and, and I go, oh you want anyway, I think we'll finish in the where do you think we'll finish so what was your what was your qu- you know but you didn't answer you said anything in the playoffs I don't know. <laughs> play- I, I know you you'll, you'll get this clip and you'll produce it in May give me a spot one spot fourth Ooh. Higher than a fourth, higher than a fourth. Lower than, I'm going higher <laughs> I, than a I fourth. I want us to finish one or two, but well, I, we I think, didn't. I have not seen yeah. enough. The aim, I mean, we have to rebuild the whole football philosophy. I mean, the aim this season, without a doubt, should be top two automatic promotion. But we can look at the squad and you can think, well, we've got a squad to do well, but we haven't got a way of playing uh, which suggests we can be winners consistently. Hmm throughout the league campaign so at the moment I'd be hedging my bets and I would say uh, yeah we'll we'll finish third which in a third in a way that we'll be kind of quite disappointed with it because we we would be close enough to finish in the top two and, and at the end of the season we'll think well that's where we should have finished and then I mean if we get in the playoffs I think just from the point of view of having a, a big home crowd there's going to be such a big advantage that would hopefully pull us through but uh, mm. anyway we'll, we'll we'll revisit this prediction uh, when a few more clues drop in i.e transfers and we get closer to the start of the season until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye my old man said june 23rd while we are very fucking <laughs> june 23rd <laughs> Right. June 23rd. While we very often hear lots of people missing previous players, I still have one old saying in my mind. A good... (laughs) Right. June 23rd. While we very often hear lots of people missing previous players, I still have one old saying in my mind. A good horse does not eat back to grass. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> one last go <laughs> right I'm ready June 23rd 
Wow, we very often hear lots of people missing previous players. Players, what, what, like, <laughs> fucking goddamn. Sitting in my pants recording Tony Sod. June 23rd. Wow, we very often hear lots of people missing previous players. I still have one odd saying in my mind. A good horse does not eat back to grass. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.